persistence culture. Persistence, firm or obstinate continuance in a course of action in spite of difficulty or opposition. Culture, the customs, arts, social institutions, and achievements of a particular nation, people, or other social group. Keep moving. This is Persistence Culture. We are a lifestyle brand changing lives all over the world. I am your co-host, Mambo, and we have your host, Jason. And uh, this is our first show of 2021. Yeah, man, man it's, been, it's been a minute. We took a, we took a little holiday break but it's good to be it's good to be back in front of the mic and talking to the pc familia out there and everybody tuning in on this uh new crisp 2021 man now uh we are uh, actually broadcasting from a different studio we're used to uh, the studio uh where i work at at the radio station but uh due to covid uh they shut it down yep. my uh my morning show partner ended up getting covid and uh he he shut the place down man damn man <laughs> damn that's it's crazy but i'm glad that i'm glad that uh sky over at happy place was able to get us into a spot and he hooked it up and uh we're back in front of the mics man that, that's it's a bummer to hear about your partner though i hope he's doing all right man he's he's doing a, a lot better he finally uh, tested negative after a couple of weeks of of trying to recover but he he didn't get it too bad like some other people that i know but it seems like this time around, I feel like there's more people that I know who got it. Bro, tell me about it. I feel like, I don't know if it's just because time has passed and as as the numbers of infections go up, it's just more likely that you're going to know people. But I'm with you, bro. Like, especially at, like, at work with my coworkers, everybody, it's touching everybody, man. And unfortunately, some people actually lost, lost some loved ones because of it. So... It's no joke, man, and it sucks. It sucks that he's going around, and I'm glad that he was fortunate. He caught a he caught a light case. Of yeah, it. I actually know someone that that passed away from it, and it, it was crazy because you know when when you first heard about this, you you really were questioning it. Is this something real? Is this something political? What what is going on? But it seems like uh, once winter hit, yeah, uh, a lot of people that that we know ended up getting it, and and like you said, it sucks that. You know, some some people are losing their lives over this. Yeah, it it is, and that's that's the that's the hard part. And until I feel like until it touches you or touches someone you know to that level, it's hard to wrap your mind around it. Especially if you were one of the people that did get it and were fortunate to have a light case. You're like, oh, what's the big deal? You know. But for me, most of the people that that kind of had that tune at the beginning that ah, this ain't real or ah, this is some some propaganda most of them have changed changed their mindset on it to at least the level like yeah we got to do what we got to do and get rid of this shit because that's where i'm at man yeah that's what i think that's where a lot of us are at man yeah. and, uh, you know being home uh man if you've uh Bro. if you've survived stuff with your roommates your wife your husband <laughs> <laughs> big ups Bro. to you man <laughs> testing testing relationships all over the globe right now especially in states where the, like the lockdown is still still on and cracking like it is here in California. It don't seem like it's going anywhere anytime soon either, which is which is kind of a bummer, but I also I also get it at the same time. The numbers are bad and just when I think think like you said, I'm like, "Are the numbers really that bad?" It's like, "Damn, I hear so and so got it or so and so's wife got it or so and so's brother got it or so and so passed away from it." And it's like, "Damn, I guess it is that bad though." Yeah, so. it's it's crazy how it affects people in different ways. Uh uh, you know, I was worried about uh my mom and my dad and and Rico uh, getting sick because uh, they're diabetic, uh-huh. but uh, it, it really tripped me out how uh, when Rico got it, he didn't he didn't really get as sick as I thought. He had some of the symptoms where he lost his taste and his smell. Oh, did he lose his taste? That's got to be creepy, bro. Yeah, and he says he says it, it just feels weird, and he's finally uh, getting it back a little bit. Yeah, but it's just crazy because I was worried that it would affect them different because yeah, luckily, man, it's like it's like those uh, those underlying conditions. I think it's like just like any type of flu strains out there unfortunately the 
strongest strain of this one is pretty pretty fucked up. It's pretty deadly. Oh, so yeah, man. So uh, take care of your guys, seriously yourself, and uh, you know, persistence culture podcast is back and you know we've had some uh great guests since we started this podcast of course uh shout out to enrique the man behind persistence godfather doing his thing uh you know we've had a coach gage yep a lot of the other coaches uh christian coach gabs coach flex we coach flex we had a lot of good local got a got a local uh business owners that own anything from a profitable business to a non-profit a lot of a lot of good people in the county just on the show too and again you mentioned sky because he let us borrow his studio and uh you know he's he's got the liq hell yeah Hell yeah! And I, I, one of my favorite, one of my favorite shows, man. He brought them, he brought them brews with him. They were, they were tasty, and it was just good convo, man. So sky's a man. You know, it's funny because uh, we're recording at his studio, which is located behind Happy Place, and uh, you, you got, you got some items ready to go. Yeah, too. man. I, I saw that. I thought, <laughs> he, he, he let me, he let me sample one of those Pliny's, man. And I heard about him for a while, you know, and I hadn't been able to get my hands on one. And I, I just checked the shelves when I got here, and I saw there's only a few left. So I said, you know what? Let me strategically man, set he's these. them all. <laughs> let me strategically <laughs> set these to the side. And uh, yeah, there's just, there's just so many different beers that that I haven't seen and not only beers but wine and liquor and everything so I mean the stores really got whatever you want I mean I was literally like in a little bit of a daze walking around in the beer cooler man right now yeah. <laughs> I was like damn I had never seen none of these before so so I'm gonna make a nice little grab bag for me before I leave yeah so uh this year uh we're hoping to get a lot more guests that that interest you if you guys have any uh any suggestions uh you know hit us up at the gym social where, media wherever social media yeah and, and we'll get these people on again uh, persistence culture uh, we've been doing the 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 podcast what would you say like four months yeah i'd say like right at the end of august so like maybe like yeah about coming on four months so this is episode 18 so yeah right there alone just one a week would be almost four months so it's four or five months man so so the podcast is all about i would say shining the light on uh people doing good in our community yeah, living the lifestyle that persistence lifestyle local businesses and uh i feel like uh, a lot of the guests that we've had have been on point i mean oh, I, yeah i know at first it was just me and you doing it yeah we switched uh, the format up a little bit and it's yeah it was it was kind of weird because we really didn't know each other no not at all i mean it was literally two strangers in a room just having a combo but i mean i i think it i think it was smooth right from the jump so uh one of the times you were gone enrique filled in for you yeah yeah and uh you know we had a good podcast going and i thought i thought the podcast was going to be over and he said he flipped it on you wait a minute man i'm, <laughs> I'm gonna interview you yeah no and, i thought that was creative and it, uh it was pretty dope man so so now that we're back i think i'm gonna flip the script on you now oh. <laughs> and uh <laughs> i should have inter- sensed that coming <laughs> i should have sensed that coming with no guest in the building today yeah, you know well i i feel like we, we've been doing this for a while and uh you know we we have the chemistry, I feel like, to do the podcast. Yeah, definitely, but, bro. But at the same time, it's like I really don't know a lot about your personal life. Yeah. I, I know what we've done on the podcast. I run into you at the gym here and there. Yeah. But uh, who is Jason, man? Where was where <laughs> who is is Jason, this mysterious Jason? Where is Jason from? Where was Jason born? Uh, Jason's a kid that was born and raised in uh, Trenton, New Jersey, out on the East Coast. It's uh, it's the capital, uh, capital of Jersey. Um if I had to describe the environment, I would say urban is probably the best way to de- describe it. You know, uh, a lot of a lot of row homes and things like that. So it's a lot of people in in tight quarters. But it was a it was a fun place to grow up. And you know, I, I still love New Jersey. It's a part of me. It's part of who who I became because of the people that that raised me there. So uh, yeah, I grew up grew up in New Jersey, right on the right off the Delaware River. Trenton is there, like forty five minutes out of Philly, hour and a half train ride to to the city. So I just grew up right there on a on a on a little street in uh, Trenton, New Jersey, and 
most of my homeboys all lived right on the street, so we would just run the street as little hooligans playing basketball in the street, you know, stopping cars while we were right. while we were getting that last shot up and playing football right in the middle of the street, snow days, even getting in a tackle game on the street. You know <laughs> what I mean? So it was good. It was it was an interesting way to grow up, and and yeah, I still got a lot of love for New Jersey. I haven't been back there for for a minute because now my parents live out in Indiana, so that's where I go now when I go to visit family, but. Yeah, born and raised in New Jersey, man. So when you go to Jersey, do you still uh, do the rounds to visit some uh, childhood friends? Yeah, the last time I was there, definitely, yeah. So and and luckily I still keep in touch with the real real close ones and some of those some of them have moved away too. One of my best friends growing up now, he lives out in Maryland, who ended up going to college there. Um, but he came out to my wedding out here in California, so that was that was really cool. So I stay in touch with him. Uh, another one of my my good good uh, homeboys growing up, AJ, he lived like five five houses down from where I lived, so we would always kick it together. I mean, it was easy when even in the blizzard of 96, you know, when there's six feet of snow, I was able to get down to his pad. So, so yeah, I stay in touch with him the best I can, you know? So, so growing up, were your parents strict with you or, or they kind of let you do your thing? Mm, I would say, so my personally, my sister, so I have one, one full sibling, my sister and I have a bunch of stepbrothers and half brothers and half sisters and stuff like that. But my sister, she kind of made it easy for me because she was the one that was out front out there. She's a year and a half older than me, but she was the one usually making the bad choices and, and, <laughs> and, and, and was the, was the brightest one on the radar. So I would say they probably took it a little bit easy on me or at least let me make my own mistakes, which I definitely did as I got older. But for the most part, I gave them no reason to really come down on me too hard. And like I said, all, all my, all my good friends were right there on the street. So, I mean, for the most part, they could go look down the street and, and see me within a few minutes. So they were, they were strict, but not not overly bearing. You know, I, I got to I got to get enough leash where I learned my lessons on my own for sure. So, growing up in the East Coast, how did you end up in the West Coast? Uh, well, as I was learn as I was learning those lessons of of living life as as a young man and stuff, I, the the crew I was hanging with, you know, um, we were getting into some stuff, and some of them were a lot older than me, and. There was moments where I was like, man, is this is this really what I want to be doing when I get to that age and things like that? So I was like, fuck, man. You know, and I, I was big into like listening to, to hip hop and stuff like that. So I always had a, a strong desire to see what the West Coast was like, right. you know. So I was like, right, let me take this opportunity to look into the military. So I was going to join the army. And luckily, uh, this guy that I was working with at the time, he was like, why the fuck you want to join the army? You know, what are you going to do after? Because I guarantee you're not going to like the military that much. So after you get out, what the hell are you going to do after now all your your newest skill is to, you know, I can shoot a rifle very well. And, and you know, so I was like, okay. I was like, well, what's your suggestion then? And he was like, why don't you join the Navy? Because I was already a boiler operator at the time. Okay. So I was working on boilers and I was running like a shipping and receiving dock. And he was like, well, why don't you join the Navy? You know, you can be down in the engine rooms and you can still work on the same equipment just on a larger scale and continue to build your career, which I'm glad that he talked me into that because it worked out pretty well and it's got me pretty far in life. So I decided to join the Navy, just went to, didn't talk to anybody about it really except for him because I didn't want anybody to necessarily persuade me not to do it. Right. So I just went down to the recruiting office, told him, yo, I want to sign up. And they were like, okay, you can get in this program where I was like, I don't want to leave like next weekend, but you know, I want to have it, <laughs> I want to have it like, I want to have it in the books, you know? So they're like, all right, you could join this, like this, this, uh, this depth program, which is like delayed early. I forget exactly what it stands for, but it's like a delayed entry. So, you know, you have a ship out date and then I had like five months. So I kept working for like five, four months and then took the last month off and just spent it with family and friends and then shipped off to Great Lakes, Illinois for boot camp. And, um, 
from there, after boot camp, you go to A school and things like that. And uh, if you graduate the top of your class in A school, you get to either pick what type of like platform you want to be on, meaning like what type of ship, right. or you could pick a duty station. So I was like, hands down, San Diego, California. I ended up graduating top of my class out of the out of the basic engineering common core, and uh, I was like, I'm going to San Diego. Sign me up, and here I am. So, so what made you stay? Was it was it uh, the West Coast itself, the weather, uh, the beach, and all that, or was it love? I would have to say definitely love, man. I mean, I met my I met my wife right before I got out of the military, like literally, like right before, like probably I don't know five months before. Right. And if I hadn't met her, you know, I would have had no plans to necessarily stay. I love the West Coast, but, you know, at that point, there was no, like, strong anchor or reason for, for me to stay. So we met each other, and we hit it off, and I was just having the time of my life, you know. It was, it was literally the best five months of my life, and came that moment, like, all right, you're out of the military. What are you going to do now? Luckily, um, shout out to Mr. King. I don't know if he'll ever listen to this episode, <laughs> but if you do... Uh, good looking out on on setting me up with a with a job right when I got out. He knew somebody in the shipyards, a, a guy that was up there, and uh, he hooked me up with a job right out right after I walked off the uh, the ship. So I already was set. I had I had the love of my life already, you know, with me. We already had a place together, and now and I had a job. A, yeah, and, and, and I and I had a job, so I didn't have to really worry about how I was going to make money or anything like that. And another reason why I got out too was a I didn't want to travel, and b for like people that had my rate in the navy which i mean like job they literally offered you no enlistment bonus oh and wow yeah exactly no no like if, if i wanted to stay you know i got literally nothing and then there's people like topsiders who just stare at like a radar screen or whatever all day long and they ain't running the they ship or nothing bonus. yeah they got like no bro not that <laughs> bonus they got like forty thousand dollars and shit like that i'm like hell no this dude's getting forty thousand dollars he's lazy as hell he doesn't do shit and he's getting 40 grand and you want me to sign up again and get nothing no nah, i'm good on that you know <laughs> don't take me to be too smart to realize that so so that was, how how did uh how did your parents feel about you signing up? Because you said you didn't want nobody to yeah. know. And how did they feel about you wanting to stay? In yeah, the West Coast I'm sure my, my dad was fine because he spent a little time on the West Coast. So he knew where I was coming that uh, I was going to have a blast and I was going to love where I'm at. And right. he was already saying from the jump, like, you ain't, I guarantee you ain't going to end up coming back here. You know, I mean, I had never seen a palm tree. Well, actually, I went to Bermuda once when I was a kid in like middle school. So I'm sure I seen some palm trees there. But right. He, I, I kind of knew he was right almost when I first walked off the plane in San Diego because I was like, damn. I just looked out the window and saw a line of palm trees and beautiful sun. I was like, shit, all right. <laughs> this is a good start. You know, but You know but, what? I, I agree with your dad because, uh, uh, you know, we're in, we're in Ventura County, California. We have a base in Oxnard. Yeah, in, uh, Wainimi. Yep. Wainimi and then uh, there's Point Magoo. I've been doing radio for 25 years and I've got to meet a lot of uh, people who come from Texas, from all, all parts of the country. Yeah. And a lot of them end up staying because they've used radio as a way to find out uh, what's going on in the city. Yeah. And that's how I got to meet them. So it's a trip how how many people end up staying in California. Yeah, it's a big it's a big transplant state, honestly. And that's why when you go to like sports games like the the Chargers and the and the Rams and stuff like that, they'll be playing the Browns and somehow there's just as many goddamn Browns fans yeah. in the stadium <laughs> as there is as there is Rams or Chargers fans. So I mean that's how it ends up happening because it was the same way when the Chargers were down in San Diego too. You went there and I mean the the Chargers fans were always fucking outnumbered down there. Yeah. But yeah, so my mom, I think she was a little more apprehensive. She never, she's just a super supportive lady. So she never actually told me, I don't want you to go. Right. But I'm sure there were some moments where she was a little, she wanted to, she was you. a little upset. Yeah. She probably wanted to, wanted to say, but she knew that ultimately it was going to end up being good for me. So, 
Shout out to mom for not making it any more difficult than it had to be. But yeah. So how long before you uh, you got married after you got out of the military? We were together. We were together for a while actually before we got married. Uh, a lot of people were always like, "When the hell are you guys gonna get married and stuff?" But we were just having such a good time. I didn't feel like there was a, a epic rush to an epic rush to do it. So we ended up moving up here to Ventura before we got married. We were down in San Diego for like two and a half, three years after I got out, and her great grandma lived in Oxnard. And uh, I ended up finding out, a, uh, getting a tip to a job that I can get. And I wanted to get out of the shipyards because it was kind of tough work, you know. It's right. like lugging around tool bags up and down dry docks and shit like that. And I, I was getting over it. And I got a leg up into a position here, came up here for the interview, stayed at her great-grandma's house, got the gig. And boom, we ended up moving to Ventura. So then we had that going on. Once we finally got settled in Ventura and got our own place, uh, that's when we decided to get married. So it was about six years that we were together before we got married. And how did you guys end up becoming a part of the PC family, man? Oh, the PC family, man. We're just lucky. We're just lucky that uh, my wife happens to be the sister of head coach Gage. So oh, man. I was already, yeah, I was, I was already destined for it. But we were honestly before it, like it fully started while they were still in uh, uh, Gage's garage. And then also using, I didn't know really Flex and Mike at the time, but also using Flex and Mike's garage. I was already started working out with Gage. He would uh, he would train me, uh, Callie, my wife, her mom, and her boyfriend Carlos. We would all train together in the garage. So that's kind of how we got into the persistence culture family. Even before they actually had a facility and stuff like that, we were sweating it out in the garage. But now, is this something you wanted to do, or so or- I wanted to get in shape. I I had always like as far as fitness in my life, there's been peaks and valleys for sure. <laughs> so <laughs> so when I was in high school, I was always playing sports. So I was in pretty good shape. Got out of high school, my new sport became drinking, like most you know, <laughs> like most young Americans out there, you know, after they get out of high school. So I, I stuck to that trend, so I definitely wasn't in any good shape until I joined the military. And then when I joined the military, I was like, shit, I gotta get in shape. So I got a little bench and stuff like that down in my garage, and that's why I took that five months, you know, a little prep, because I didn't know what boot camp was gonna be like. And um, so then I got in pretty good shape with boot camp and, and A school and everything like that. Then after I got out, when I first got to, down to San Diego, wasn't working out at all and you know having a good time and drinking and partying and stuff so i packed on some pounds then we went on deployment it's like doing a prison stint so i had nine months with nothing to do with, no, with nothing to do no good food to eat you know i couldn't make any bad eating choices and then uh just a gym so i would just i would just work out and then go on watch down in the engine room and we're in the middle of the persian golf it's like 140 degrees down in the engine wow. room so i'd just be sweating my ass off and i just remember there used to be this halon pipe which is like a uh fire retardant where it would like put out an engine room fire if if need be and it would always be right there by the watch station so even when i was on watch i would jump up there and just do pull-ups and honestly i'm from what i remember i feel like i could do pull-ups better back then than i can now (laughs) or i don't know if it's just the uh volume that maybe coach gage makes me try to do it once but but yeah so that was another peak and a valley after i got out of the military right (laughs) and then uh luckily persistence culture has put me back on that trend towards a peak and i'm getting back in shape so so becoming a part of the uh, Persistence Culture family, what what did you see in, in everyone in there? Because I, I could tell you my experience was like just seeing the positivity in everyone and how everyone uh, pumped you up. What at Persistence Culture stood out to you when you uh, first walked in there? Because you were already family with Yeah, with well, Gage yeah, with Gage, exactly. Yeah. So I didn't know anybody, though. And like the CrossFit thing was still kind of uh, intimidating to me just all the moves that I've never done before, you know, like when I was working out in these other times, I was just basically bench press, back squat, 
sit-ups and, you know, some dumbbell curl movements and fly movements, not no dumbbell thrusters and right. burpee over dumbbells and all these different movements that you have to learn. So, so that was intimidating, but luckily for me, I never really cared about like how I looked doing these movements. But the one thing that was encouraging to me was how supportive everybody was, like you said, in wanting to teach you more. Right. Like, obviously I expected it from from Gage, but all the other coaches were just so, you could tell, well-versed at knowing someone that doesn't know anything and knowing someone that knows everything. And they knew how to push each individual equally as hard, but then also to the point where you still feel successful at the end of the day. Yeah. Like, they didn't push you to the point where you're like, holy shit, I can't do this ever again, and this was terrible, and I didn't get anything accomplished. You know, they, they know how to walk that balance. So really, the, the coaching, to me, stood out at first, because like, when we were in the garage, it was only Gage coaching us. So right. I got used to him, and I'm comfortable with him. You know, I've known him since he was in middle school. So it, it wasn't a problem working out with him. But then when I first started going to the gym and started taking other coaches' classes, I was kind of like, oh, shit, okay, how's this going to be? Right. But it was it was equally as good across the board. So that is one thing that I think is the, the training is just top-notch, and all the coaches are just amazing people. You know, when I when I first joined, uh, it was in uh, February. Mm-hmm. And, right uh, after Super Bowl, right? Yeah, right yep. after Super Bowl and – then the pandemic happened. I know. I I remember when they started doing the online stuff. Yeah. Uh, I think you were you were uh, uh, you were on vacation somewhere. I think you were in Big Bear. Were you in Big Bear? Yeah. No. Yeah. I went to yeah Big Bear. And, and you guys were doing a workout. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I seen the screen and I and and it was just a trip to see everything. <laughs> yeah, uh, man. But but you continued with the online stuff. Yeah. No. We 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 rode that online thing for the first because like the first three months of the pandemic was pretty like strict everybody was by the book now everybody's you know trying to find loopholes and and find ways to keep life going because you have to unfortunately i mean it's a serious thing that's going on but also you can't just stop life right um so when that was going on i mean we were on the online non-stop and i I still do the online like if we go out of uh, go out of town for a weekend or something like that you can get in a solid workout just with your cell phone that's all you need cell phone and the zoom app for free and boom you're online and you're getting high quality workout and even if you don't have anything with you like we said whenever you're doing big bear i had a propane tank that i could do (laughs) weighted lunges with holding it you know in my front rack so it's it's cool and they'll put you through the same thing where they'll find a scale for you and you know it could look you could look at the workout and be like oh snatches and pull-ups and all these things that i can't do where i'm at still go and they'll just modify the movements for you they're they're on their toes so yeah i stuck with the online thing and honestly i think that was the biggest kickstart for getting back into shape because we had just started the nutrition plan and then everything was closed so i couldn't right. like, go i couldn't go nowhere <laughs> and drink beer and eat pizza if i wanted to you know it wasn't even really an option so we stuck to the nutrition super hard worked out at home they even did like this dope workout takeout where they let us you know grab the material right. and take it home so we had everything we needed and it was legit man the, the online training is is top notch and especially now with coach flex running it she's got her own yellow wall and everything it's just really cool how how it's yeah. all come together, man. Uh, you know what? It don't matter where you're listening at right now. If you're not near any of our uh, uh, locations, get at us. Persistence Culture on Instagram. DM us, and someone will get back to you and give give you more information on the online training. Definitely. Uh, uh, let's move on to uh, hobbies, man. You got any hobbies? Well, sports is my my biggest my biggest hobby, man. I haven't haven't played play, them. Play sports or watch sports? So def- right now it's definitely more watching than playing. <laughs> you know, when I was growing up, that playing was was what I was doing more. I was I've always watched sports ever right. since I was a little kid, you know, ever since I was like probably I don't know, five, six years old, I've had my face glued to basketball, football, whatever sports was on TV. It always something about something about the stories always pulled me to it. There's always like a headline. There's always right. there's always, you know, struggle 
and you know you got to use persistence and then you either reach a goal or you don't reach a goal and that's what i like about it nothing's guaranteed and you know even if you're the best team and you could be the worst team in the league playing the best team in the league they still play the game because you never know and that's what i liked i've always had i've always been a sucker for an underdog right so sports has always been my my passion and my hobby and um yeah, so I used to coach youth football, too, when I first got up here to Ventura County. Uh, shout out to Shugs if you ever listen to this. What's up, man? We got to get together. I ain't seen you for a minute. But Shugs was a coach, and he, he put me on his staff, so I was doing some youth football training, and that just, like, ignited a passion for me. So I'm looking forward to when Bradley starts, my son Bradley starts playing sports to and hopefully get back into coaching more. Um, but now it's watching it. You know, I, I, I like the I like to gamble on the games. I've always had it. So that's what that's another thing that kind of makes Definitely. it exciting it gives, it gives me It gives me a little more... Uh, reason to watch yeah exactly i got some yeah yeah, i got some skin in the game so it makes me feel like i'm a part of it you know i get (laughs) i could be anybody's i could be any team's favorite fan that night but um yeah sports is definitely uh, a hobby for me i also try to go fishing as much as possible which isn't which isn't all that much and just like watching sports it's not that much either i gotta i gotta battle you know blippy and power rangers right now on my tv (laughs) if i ever want to watch sports so it's a constant struggle but yeah sports fishing and now definitely uh working out you know working out always used to be like a chore for me but honestly right now it's like i literally enjoy it it's something forward to yeah i look forward to it if i don't go to the gym i'm literally bummed out not only because i didn't work out but it's something fun you know i I get to see friends there and i get to get in a workout so what about uh do you collect anything collect uh sports memorabilia to see a common theme here and uh yeah so everything from trading cards to autographed helmets and you know just just dope posters and Stuff like that. So I got a little man cave set up in my garage at home. If if, if anybody's the, been there, what's the seen one it. that you have that you would never get rid of it, and and you're you're just hmm. proud. Of so it so there's a couple di- there's a couple different things. I have a Dan Marino signed photo that is really special to me. I got it when I was a kid, so that one's cool. But probably my newest one that I have that's still kind of special to me is a, a little mini Dolphins helmet. There's like three years ago. Maybe almost four years ago now, uh, there was a hurricane in Miami, and I don't know if you remember it, but you know where the Cowboys come out to Oxnard to train every yeah. summer. The Dolphins needed a spot to stay, and they were going to play the Chargers, so they flew out here and they stayed in that same. Uh, I think it's the Marriott off of Vineyard. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so me and Bradley, he was only like six months old at this point. And uh, me and him went and stalked people in the parking lot. (laughs) I got on Amazon and hurried up and ordered like a brand new mini Dolphins helmet. So we stalked the parking lot, and I just you know ran up to anybody that i could recognize and get and got a bunch of autographs with him a bunch of cool pictures of bradley is just a little baby with a, most of these i think all these guys aren't on the dolphins anymore but just that just just the story behind that memorabilia right. and how i got it is probably one thing that i definitely would never give up oh that is dope yeah. man and uh, what about uh, uh your first job do you remember your first oh job? yeah yeah first job was uh eckerd's drugstore uh two blocks from my house so i walk over there and uh yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a little corner corner drugstore. It ended up being bought out by CVS. I don't think there is any more Eckerd drugstores anymore. Um, but, yeah, got my first job there, and I was just, you know, just the regular uh, utility guy, I guess, in the in was the building. It, so I do cash registers, stock the shelves, whatever. Was it a job that you wanted to get, or was it 
or or did it come to a time where your parents were saying like you need to do something? No, I wanted I wanted money, so oh. I, I didn't I didn't I didn't have like I didn't have like an allowance or like a, 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 a inflow of money. I used to do a paper route with with one of my cousins uh, when I would go and visit, and they lived in a city called Heightstown, so I'd go over there and spend a lot of time during the summer, and we had a paper route together, so we'd make a little bit of scratch like that. So I guess that could be technically my first job, right? But the first one where you know I had to use my social security card and get on the books legit, you know, it was. Uh, it was Eckerd's Drugstore, and it was a cool, it was a cool store, man. It was a lot of fun there. There, when I first started there, there was this manager Matt. I mean, he was just a cool dude. I remember one time we got like snowed in, and it was like the store was still open, but nobody was fucking coming in. Right. I mean, it was like a big old snowstorm, and uh, there was this little, uh, really good pizza place down the road, uh, Giuseppe's. And uh, he he hooked us up, man. He ordered like a feast from this place, bro. <laughs> and uh, we we mobbed over there in his Durango, and he was just like busting through snow banks and shit to get there he's just it was like and he's the manager so it was, a, it was a, he didn't last long he didn't he didn't last long he ended up he was too cool <laughs> he ended up moving on but uh yeah it was a cool it was a cool job and uh i enjoyed it and it was fun there was this cool security guard there too he used to fuck with me and uh he took he took like a, a security uh one of those like foil things that they put inside a thing uh-huh. and he stuck it in my jacket and I didn't, yeah, you know, I didn't know. So it beep when you walked. Yes, yeah, so I had a bunch of boxes that I was going to throw in the trash, <laughs> and he walked through, and I walked through the thing, and uh, it started beeping off, and I was like, "What the hell? There must be something in the box." <laughs> I mean, he instantly he rolled up on me, all serious and shit. I was like, "James, Ryan, I'm stealing nothing." He's like, "Yeah, well, I'm about to check you. Why are you bring, why are you carrying these boxes out here?" And he was he, he fucked with me for a good few minutes. Were you and, scared? And then he opened up the jacket and peeled the thing off, and then he started fucking with me. I wasn't scared because I, I wasn't stealing nothing. Now I'm not saying I was an angel or perfect angel there, but that time I was all legit going through the door so I, I wasn't that scared but i was like why are you tripping on me james but yeah it was, it was a fun little job so uh what do you do for a living now uh right now i am a senior maintenance mechanic for a uh, pharmaceutical company and basically i maintain and repair all of their critical equipment whether it's the utilities that provide to the manufacturing plant or the equipment that we use to manufacture the medicine and all right so i know you as jason yep do you have a nickname I do. I well, when I was growing up, I was Little J because there was Big J that lived right across the street. And I mean, I was kind of, I was kind of small. I was always lightweight until I say I got to high school and I kind of hit this growth spurt and at least filled out somewhat, you know. Uh, but Big J was Big J. He was a, he was a big son of a bitch. So I mean, it was easy for him to be Big J and me be Little J. Uh, so that was my first nickname. And then I also have a, another nickname, J Sills, that I get called by by a lot of people. I had this J, little J Sills. Yeah, J Sills. And uh, I had this little moment in life where I was, I was always been in the hip hop. So I kind of was trying to be a little bit of a recording artist and it just turned into this this nickname so all my friends from the military and any friends that i had through high school kind of know me as j seals they won't always call me that but it comes up sometimes so that's right. uh, that's another nickname that i have so all right so we uh we know you love sports uh, yep. you like the dolphins yeah uh, go dolphins what about uh, uh tv shows do you like to watch tv shows tv shows uh yeah we're on netflix so like we do streaming now i used to i used to have direct tv but i got tired of getting ripped off by them bro it was like 300 the bill would be like sometime coming almost like 300 you know what? streaming's getting like that too in price now. yeah now you yeah. gotta watch out they, they try to creep up on you too but i got netflix and i got sling for like live sports and stuff i need right. to have some type of way to watch some live sports um so yeah, on Netflix. I just started watching this one called The uh, Night Stalker. Oh yeah, that, yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah, and yeah. I've, I've always kind of into like true crime shit. So I feel like I've seen every story, and now I'm listening to this one. And I'm like, man, I don't think I know who this fool is. So now I'm yeah, kind of interested. Remember, in I remember when they caught him. That's I what I was going to say. Where I was at, I remember everything. What, what, really? Well, don't, they, 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 I haven't got to the part where they caught him yet, but uh, 
Well, come on. <laughs> <laughs> don't go spoiling it for me. I don't know who it is yet. It's like it's like giving you the ending to the Bible. <laughs> well, we don't know, but <laughs> but, but uh, so, so was it so crazy that, then? Though was it was it really like that paranoia? How was it up here? Because I know you were in Ventura County versus Well, Ventura LA County. County was a little different. But yeah. I remember I remember I went camping and we were camping by Magic Mountain when, okay. the, when everything was going on. Yeah. So the talk was that was the talk at the campground. And uh, they ended up catching them like the next day, and I remember, I remember the newspaper and everything oh, when uh, yeah. when they caught them. Like the next day, we were we were camping. I believe the name of the spot was Travel Village, but I don't know oh, what okay. it's called now. Yeah, but yeah. <clears throat> it was uh, it was crazy to be you know that young yeah. and, and still remember. Well, it must have been creepy, man, because it seems like this dude just goes after everybody. Usually, yeah. somebody's got an mo, yeah. and you know, you could be like, okay, well, at least I'm not an old lady or an old guy or a kid or whatever. You could count yourself out yeah. somehow, but th- this dude just seems to be grabbing whoever he wants or killing whoever he wants. So yeah, it's a, it's a good one, man. You're, you're yeah. gonna enjoy it. Yeah, so I'm watching that, and then uh, we just. You know, throw on random movies whenever we see them. But no, that that that's the that's the show we're getting on right now. So we all we all have a favorite movie. What's your favorite movie of all time? Favorite movie of all time is probably Money Talks. It's like a super random movie to say as your favorite movie of all time. But I've just watched it so many times, and I just I just love it. If you're not familiar with it, it's uh, Charlie Sheen and uh, Chris Tucker, and they get into this thing where they basically end up with a bunch of bad guys trying to get money from them, and it's dope. They end up in the Coliseum in this like epic like battle towards the end and stuff and anytime it comes on it's always a it's always a good watch so i don't know that one yeah that's a good movie right yeah, there. yeah yeah i like money talks man and it's like it was like early chris tucker and charlie sheen before yeah. you know before the rush hour hype and before charlie sheen started smoking crack and being <laughs> crazy so i mean it's it's a it's a good one what about a favorite song i know you you say you're a hip-hop oh, head oh, uh, favorite a, song that is a tough one man that is a that is a really tough one but if I had to, the first one that comes to mind, I'm not going to overthink it and start going through every song that I like in my head. If I had to pick right now on the spot, Jay-Z, Song Cry, if I had to pick. Oh, that's a good song, yeah. man. Yeah, bro. That's a that's a good one, dude. Anytime that one comes on, man, I yeah. You know what? Someone someone asked me that, and I could not answer it. That's yeah. why That's why I always like to ask that question. I, I like to ask artists, too, because, yeah. uh, you know, sometimes you think they're going to pick one of their songs uh-huh. yeah of course but they end up picking something that inspired them to uh, to make a song yeah, yeah i would think i mean i'm no i'm no music artist but i would think that most music artists probably don't i don't know you think they do they oh, there's a lot of there's that a bump lot their of own cocky, shit nonstop? Dudes, yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i don't know i guess i guess you would i mean especially you're making hits and stuff like that but yeah that's the first one that came to mind i mean i could ramble on forever a bunch of them but yeah jay-z song cry right now is is that one and then it wasn't on that album, but the Jay Z Blueprint album too was just that's just a banger. It came out when I was in high school and playing football, so I mean we'd be blasting that shit in the locker room before the games and stuff like that. It's and crazy how how uh, you you could play a song and it just takes you somewhere. Yeah, yeah at exactly. Some point in life. Yeah, man, it's a it's a trip. Music is a music is a weird vessel like that. I almost feel like it's like like you just said, it's like a form of time travel in a way. Yeah. It's like almost like a time portal somehow. Do, do you remember your first concert? Yeah. Oh, yeah. First concert. Yeah, it's definitely off the off the path of what concerts I normally go to, too. But I saw at the uh, Camden Amphitheater, uh, I think it was called like the Tweeter Center or something back then, but it was an amphitheater. And I saw Roger Waters perform The Dark Side of the Moon. Wow. Yeah. So that was the first that was the first concert that I that was the first concert that I went to when I was 17 years old. And it was cool, man. It was an experience. It was an experience. Now, see, I was only I was only like drinking and, and maybe smoking a little bit back then. But I mean, there's there's dudes like. 
filling up like nitrous balloons in the parking lot. So I mean, there's a lot of like old old heads there, you know. What I mean, because it's that kind of concert. Yeah. But I went with one of my my homeboys and his mom, who was into the was into that music and stuff like that. So I went there, and I, of course, I listened to Pink Floyd and stuff. I I, I try to be well versed throughout the genres, but yeah, that was the first concert I went to. Dude, I remember my first concert was, was at, at the at the Ventura County Fair. Okay. Well, you know how they have the concerts? Yeah, to me, that's got to be a cool venue for artists, man. They got to love playing there. It was a freestyle artist. It was like a freestyle concert. It was uh, Expose. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. Who else? Lisa Lisa and the Cold Jam. <laughs> no shit. And I remember I was in, uh, I believe I was like in sixth, seventh grade. and uh, That's probably epic, man. And I went with the, you know, where, when when I was growing up, I always hung out with the older dudes yeah. in the, where I grew up. So uh, when I went to that show, uh, I just felt like, like looking at, looking back at it now, I just felt like a little kid, bro, because yeah. everyone like, I couldn't see nothing. Yeah, <laughs> you just, just listening. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. But but it was a, it was a dope experience. And, uh, you know, I, I liked the music, but yeah. I, I didn't really know the artist at the time. Yeah. But uh, it, it's just a trip going to concerts now there. Yeah. And just thinking like, man, this was the I bet, first man. place I came to a concert. Dude, that's pretty dope, though, of you to even go to a concert like that at 6th, six, 7th six, grade, man. That's legit. You had me beat, man. I didn't even go to a concert until I was damn near out of high school. Yeah. So. I remember I, uh, I was so hyped. I bought a, a shirt at the swap meet. Yeah. Uh, it, <laughs> was, yeah. Uh, it was a, a Corona. Remember, <laughs> that's when Corona yeah, yeah, was big? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The big. It, was a, it was a wife beater with the Corona <laughs> logo on it. And I think about it, and I'm like... Why did they sell a seventh grader a Corona? A corona wife beater. <laughs> a Corona wife beater. <laughs> Bro, I used to get so much shit from my wife and other people because I always, that's all I used to rock for the longest time was wife beaters. I've somehow, somehow I don't, <laughs> I don't really wear them so much, but basketball shorts and wife beaters were like a way of life for me for probably a good, like almost. Like, I don't two even decades. know if we should be saying that anymore. Yeah, you know, it's probably time, not politically yeah, correct. Times uh, have changed. I got it. Yeah. yeah, I think it's technically an A shirt or something like <laughs> yeah, that. Whatever. A-shirt, so, there you go. Yeah, rocking a Corona A shirt. All right. All right. So <laughs> this is a deep question right here, What's man. What's up? Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Ooh, man. So it's 2021. 2031. Fast forward to 2031. <sighs> Fuck, that's a trip just to even say that. How old year. are your kids going to be? Yeah, so they'll be they'll be just starting off as teenagers, basically. So I'll be just getting into the teen years. So honestly, I'm hoping that I'm right here in Ventura County. I hope nothing really persuades me or makes me leave this area because it's 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 awesome man you can be in the mountains in 10 minutes you'd be in the beach in 10 minutes the people here are just genuinely badass people everybody you know to me in ventura county there's not too many bad people so you know you could judge a book by their cover everybody might not look the same around here but for from my experience everybody's really good people here so i want my kids to grow up in a neighborhood like this in an area area like this you know where they don't have to worry about anything bad happen to them when they are teenagers just walking around because they'll find enough reasons probably to get themselves in trouble you don't need somebody else intervening um but yeah so i hope i see myself here in ventura county uh with my beautiful wife raising the kids you know hopefully they're going to school they're getting getting that education you know whatever level it is um i i I just really think that uh i just want to be still my job that i have right now is a good job Hopefully, me and you got this podcast, you know, nationwide, and uh, the whole That's persistence, the, the whole <laughs> persistence culture, familia is just thriving. Everybody's eating, and and life is good. Hopefully, we ain't wearing no damn masks every freaking where we go, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so hopefully, the mask, hopefully the mask deal is gone. We can start seeing people's faces again. Uh, yeah, and, and I just hope that I'm living in a country that's not so divided either right now. We got to figure that shit out, man. It's just getting it's getting too much. Yeah, so. man. So so uh, real quick, uh, before, before I get 
I get you with the random question. Okay, random question. Good. Uh, I, I don't want to be left out, bro. No, I'm I'm gonna <laughs> get right. you with the random right. question. Right. So so uh, let's let's go down real quick about uh, what persistence culture is all about. And uh, you know when when we first when when I first joined uh, the persistence culture family, I I wanted a lifestyle change. Uh, I wanted to start working out because I felt overweight. Yeah. Uh, when I first uh, stepped into the doors and I got introduced to to uh, D, mm-hmm. who who uh, helped me with the nutrition part, yeah, and then I did the meal preps. These are all this 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 is all stuff that is offered at Persistence Culture, and now to meet a lot of the people that are there and people we've had on this podcast, yeah, like D, uh, D, mm-hmm. uh, you know, she helped me with the nutrition we, uh, yeah. did you go to the through yeah. that program yeah we too? did me and my wife did the nutrition program and she's just so educated like she's not just someone who's trying to give you some half-assed plan and telling you don't eat carbs or something like that i mean she knows what she's doing and she's she knows when you're lying to her exactly yeah, yeah don't try don't try and pull no <laughs> slick one on d she'll get you but and uh, another one that uh, we had was uh jewel and yeah. now now she's doing her thing bro that sweet fuel recovery i got to tell you guys if, if you haven't been in the gym or you haven't noticed that it's in the gym check it out man they're these dope little protein bars and for me it actually really is like a they're delicious b they're only made with like six or seven like whole ingredients so nothing that you read and say well what the hell does that mean and then she uses some type of collagen protein which has a ton of different benefits other than you know just just helping you get swole like other protein um but I always used to have to try and jam out of the gym after the 5 a.m. class, swing into a gas station, and you know get something to drink and a protein bar. And now the protein bars are right there. They're delicious. They're bomb. So yeah, that sweet fuel. Jules got it going on. It was a trip because when we had her uh, on the podcast, uh, mm-hmm. we were talking about it. And then the next time I ran into her, she yeah. was showing me the packaging and everything, yeah. and it was just so dope. Yeah. To everything to see about it, it. I together. think it turned out. I think it turned out perfect, man. Every every single flavor is. is bomb in its own way and then the packaging is just uh, it's, it's it's dope it's on point man i'm super super happy for it It turned out awesome and also uh we had a uh, coach flex and yeah. uh you know the online training is is going on with Hell that yeah. too mm-hmm. so if you uh want more information on that and you want to be a part of it uh send us a dm at persistence culture someone will get back to you and give you information on that Definitely. and uh one of the things that i love bro and uh i see you rocking a, a persistence culture shirt yeah is uh the apparel that comes yeah, out the apparel's all the time. fresh man it's cool and there's always new launches man like like right now they did a they did a uh collab with one of our other guests that we had on byron and alias dance fam right and it's just a badass cause too and it's not just it's not just apparel or just trying to pitch it for persistence it's just the type of people that that are surrounded in the culture all the proceeds go to byron and his youth dance group right now right. and everybody's struggling with with the whole pandemic and i mean we're recording you know in sky spot because of it and so byron's facing a lot of trouble with having a spot to dance and this money's all going to go to him so hopefully he can rent out a spot and get these kids all together and get them doing something positive and having fun man so and you know what you mentioning how uh you know there's a lot of people struggling it, it's so dope to have i mean sky he's part of the persistence yeah. culture family he, yep another and, guest on the show and, man. and, and he was a guest yeah. on the show and here we are recording in, in the his studio. studio it's because we can't record at yeah. at our usual spot, but uh, yeah, if uh, you want to check out our apparel, get over uh, to getpersistence.com. Uh, we talked about the nutrition program, uh, the meal preps. I've been doing this since uh, I started going there, which was in February. It's almost going to be a year. Uh, I love I love the meal preps, man. Yeah, 
It's, you don't have to think about where you're going to go eat. You know you're going to have a good, healthy meal. That's what's up, man. And that helps people a lot, man. It's, it's, a, it's a big deal. And uh, to me, they always look delicious. They look like there's tons of options out there. Mel hooks them up. And, of course, uh, like, like we talked about at the beginning of the show, Persistence Culture Media, this is something yeah. that we started uh, about four months ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is our first episode of 2021. 2021. And uh, we're going to continue to do this and grow it into uh, more than just a podcast. We yep. want to do a video. We want to do an app. So oh, yeah. uh, this is uh, the beginning of it. And uh, not only that, the man behind Persistence Culture told me uh, he has a huge announcement on February 1st. That's what I heard, man. February 1st, I heard there's some big big news out there for all of us members. So I'm, I'm kind of stoked on on hearing it. You know, Have you heard any rumors of uh, what I don't can know. Do? I don't know. I don't know. I think it's expanding the expanding the culture, man. I think it's expanding the footprint. I don't know. I have all the details. But yeah, February 1st, I don't, I don't know. Godfather's going to drop something. So yeah, hopefully uh, he'll be <laughs> he'll be our next guest in here. And yeah, we got to get him back yeah. in here, man. I feel like I haven't seen him for, for too long, man. It's in a couple weeks so yeah all right so uh, are you ready for the random question hit me all right so uh i know when we had uh i believe it was anisa yep for anisa and gage's wedding yeah 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 you said that that was that was uh your best vacation your best little getaway that you had with the family yeah that was awesome yeah yeah what uh what would be your dream vacation who dream vacation for me um i would have to say it would be some type of a of a Europe tour. I've never been over there, and I've always been kind of like an architecture nerd and structural engineering kind of. It, it always fascinated me. Right. So they have some of the oldest standing structures in the world. So for me, um, I would love to go over there and be able to geek out on the, the architecture for a while. But then there's also a bunch of badass beaches and locations right there on the Mediterranean Sea. So I'd love to be able to find like 10 days with the wife and just be able to just jump from a different couple of different countries over there, eat some bomb ass food, relax on some cool beaches and just take in a lot of, a lot of sightseeing. If I had to pick, that would be it. And it's, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I got to figure <laughs> it out how I got to figure out the finances and the time and whatnot, but it's going to happen. All right, man. Uh, anything else you want to say to the persistence culture family that maybe I should have asked you a, a certain question? No, man, it's all, it's all good. I'm just, I'm just super thankful for all the love I've been getting and, Everybody that talks to us about the podcast, they always seem to have, you know, good things to say. And just, just if you see me, talk to me. If you got some feedback, or like Mambo was saying, if you got somebody that you think would be an interesting guest that's that's either part of the Persistence Culture family already, or wants to be, or is just doing big things out there, let us know. We'll get them on. We're always looking for new interesting guests. But I'm just pumped. And uh, 2021, you know, it's off to a rocky start for a lot of people. It seems like still, and me included. Um, but the jury ain't out yet, and I'm excited to see what, what we all throw down for the rest of these 11, 11 and a half months that are left, man. Man, I, I agree, man. Let's have a, a, a – I know it's a rough start, but let's have a great 2021. And yep. uh, we want to thank you guys uh, for checking us out. Uh, this is a weekly podcast, and uh, thank you guys for hanging out with us. Make sure you guys give us a follow at Persistence Culture on Instagram. Keep moving.